Hey out there everybody and welcome to Caffeination 556, the 556th edition here at the Caffeination Podcast. Hopefully you are having a fantastic week. We are having some good times here at the Caffeination Lair, down in the garage in the basement of the Caffeination Lair. So my name is Paul. And my name is Amber. And we are here to bring you only the best in tech news and caffeine culture so we have a high octane show lined up for you today we have plenty of stuff that we're going to talk about and hopefully you're going to enjoy what we're doing so if you are looking for any of this stuff it is all lovingly nestled over at www.caffination.com and that obviously spells caffeination thank you very much see you catch on right (laughs) all right so (laughs) It obviously spells the caffeination. So we are uh, sitting here in the caffeination layer talking about the caffeination podcast. And we have a whole bunch of fun stuff to talk to you about today. Tonight's show is all about holiday food and coffee. Right before the madness that is the holiday season truly takes over, why not allow the back to the end of the show to take the forward section for once? The back half of the show is devoted to one of my favorite (laughs) current subjects, notebooks and sketching and collecting. And uh, my daughter is currently sketching while we do this with this episode. No, I'm not. Yes, she is. It's okay. I can't get enough, and it might end up being a problem with my collecting of the notebooks and things. Do I have a lot of notebooks upstairs, Amber? Oh, yes, you do, but you use them all. (laughs) All right. So, again, if you... (laughs) <laughs> so if you are looking for any of the, our stuff, you can find it uh, lovingly nestled over at caffeination.com. If you are looking to get in touch with me on social media, you can do so uh, with Twitter at Caffeination. Uh, we have a Facebook fan page. You, you can dial the listener line at 215-240-1319. Before we get into the nitty and the gritty of the tonight's episode, I did want to make mention of three things. The first being that this show is sponsored in part by Puzzle Piece Productions Design That Fits. It is actually the design arm of the Caffeination Podcast. My dad owns it. Yes, he does. Uh, wait, am I your dad? Yeah. Oh, okay. Alright. So I own that company. It does what I done do. It makes shiny things, pretty things, and all other kinds of wonderful design, and it brings beautiful design to the rest of the world. That's what I like to consider Puzzle Piece Productions uh, thing. That's our mission in life. You know what I mean? Alright. So the other thing that I actually I'm want... I'm not sketching. Yes, she is. The no, other thing I wanted to talk no. to you about is the show and uh, both Puzzle Piece Productions and Caffeination. They're both hosted over at InterServer. So if you are looking for uh, wonderful site hosting for whatever your site hosting needs may be, please, we uh, implore if you'd like to support the show. You can click on the uh, link in our show notes and it'll take you right on over there. And you can help support the show by doing that. It's an affiliate link. Same way that Amazon.com is an affiliate link. So if you click on the banners that are on our website, we will get credit for for any of that stuff that goes on over there. I know everybody out there is holiday shopping and they're uh, neck deep in Amazon boxes with a little smile and none of them are singing on your doorsteps because they all took all the money out of your wallet. That's okay. So we have a wonderful lineup on today's show. We did, we are doing the back-to-front edition. This is the Breach Birth edition, so if you really want to think about it. Food and caffeinated bits up front, Geek Cruft next, and then we have our final thought. So it's going to be a wonderful show. <laughs> You ready for it, Amber? What? Are you ready for today's show? No. No? You're not? No. Why? What do you want to talk about? 
geeky things? All right, we'll get to it. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> we have a lot of stuff to talk about, like I said. So uh, there is plenty of uh, interesting content and uh, feedback that needs to happen. So just want to make sure that uh, everybody is on the same page. Again, if you are looking to send comments, feedback, suggestions, the hate mail, you can do so at caffeination at gmail.com. If you want to get to her, you can go through me. That's pretty much going to be for the rest of her life. She just doesn't realize it yet. Really? No, not even talking about you. It's a bar. All right. So the first thing we're talking to you about is from a story over at uh, breakfastcriminals.com. Sorry, Ooh. had the thing scrolled the wrong way. Lifehack Spotlight, The Coffee Nap. So what do you feel about that title, The Coffee Nap? What do you think it means? Coffee that's nappy. Coffee that's nappy? No, 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 no. What this is, is it's actually, you take a cup of coffee, nice, strong cup of coffee, you drink it down, and because it takes around 20 to 25 minutes for coffee to metabolize in your body, that's for the coffee to get from your stomach out to your blood vessels and do all other kinds of good stuff, then uh, what you can do is directly after you drink the coffee, you take the nappy, and you go to sleep wherever you happen to be, and uh, if you're somebody like you are, Amber, then you use one of those fun little unicorn masks to hide your eyes. <laughs> I do not do that. Yes, she does. No, I do not. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Okay. No worries, no problems, no harms, no fouls. Okay, so we're going to talk about some fun stuff, but the uh, the coffee nap is real life, Amber. It is actually something that's kind of funny. I want it. Yeah, you don't drink real coffee. You don't drink full-on high-octane coffee. So I don't know that you can do a coffee nap. And you know what? We have enough trouble getting you to go to sleep at the right time anyway. I don't think I want to give you a nap in the middle of the day, so you're up later. <laughs> that might be a, more of a problem around here than it's actually worth. <laughs> All right. What but about the, in the morning? But the idea behind the coffee nap is actually really interesting. And I kind of like this. And what they did was they actually had somebody over at the Breakfast Criminals who actually uh, tried it out. And they said that they actually uh, found found themselves rejuvenated. They found themselves a lot uh, with a lot more energy. <laughs> Mainly, you have to limit your nap to the the sleep cycle rhythm so you can't nap any longer than 20 minutes because if you do then then you go into deep sleep and if you go down into deep sleep or rem then you end up having uh it it doesn't mesh well when you wake up so uh, i haven't tried the coffee nap recently but i was very fond of it when i was in college so but it was more uh an impromptu coffee nap it was like i would drink the coffee fall asleep wake up and just get to going but, all right, so we have a uh, next thing up on the list is actually a little bit of food and fun. It lovingly spilled all over the city of Wurt, Germany. Uh, yes, that is W-E-R-T. And in Germany, they have a chocolate factory. And much like Augustus Gloop from the... Uh from the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. They spilled chocolate all over the city streets. And unfortunately, when they did that, they had 25 firefighters who had to come out with shovels and rakes and implements of destruction to scoop it off the city streets. Now, your, your mom asked one question, Amber. What do you think the one question, when you look at these pictures and you see all this chocolate all over the road, what was the one question you thought of when you're looking at this? All right, well, the one question that is on everybody's mind, and even in the comment sections on the different articles I read about this, can you guess what it was, Amber? 
No? All right. Well, the one question, even your mom asked me this, did anyone eat the chocolate? Would you have tried some chocolate that was frozen to the street outside of a chocolate factory? No? Or yes? No? I mean, come on. That looks really good. I mean, I probably would have had some off the top before they used the uh, firefighter's shovels to scrape it off. But, uh, you know, it just seems kind of an interesting uh, mix for, for how you have to deal with something like that. All right. No harm, no foul. Thought it was funny and decided to pass it along. Now we're getting into the holidays edition here. Homemade holiday coffee drinks from over at Team Breakfast over at www.mrbreakfast.com. I got to say, I really love this site. The guy does wonderful work. And uh, this is a list of a couple different uh, holiday beverages that are uh, available for you to attempt to make. So the first one is a peppermint mocha frappe that I'm going to be making for Amber this week. The next one is a Christmas cocoa cappuccino. And the last one is a gingerbread latte. Now, Amber expressed uh, some interest in the peppermint mocha frappe. So one of the things that both of us uh, actually decided that we would... uh, try before um, doing today's episode was we both had a little bit of a candy cane so that we were in the proper holiday spirit. Isn't that right, Amber? Mm-hmm. All right. Did you enjoy your candy cane? I already ate it. You already ate it? That's not even fun. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we both had a piece of a candy cane. We're, we're uh, knee deep in this stuff. I got to say the peppermint mocha frappe uh, is one of those or frappy depending on how you feel like saying it. But the thing that caught my eye in all of these was that there was this stack of really gorgeous, sumptuous-looking cookies next to every single one of these things. And I'm like, what are those cookies? Are they straight-up chocolate chip cookies? No, there's something that we would love to tell you about how to make, and they are actually bacon chocolate chip cookies. So they are one of the other phenomenal things that we cover here on the Caffeination Podcast for you. And we have a link direct to it. So you have your three-quarters cup of butter, two-thirds of a cup of bread, sugar, two-thirds of a cup of granulated sugar, one teaspoon vanilla extract, one half teaspoon hazelnut or maple extract. I wonder if you could use maple syrup instead of maple extract. One large egg, two and a half cups of flour, one teaspoon baking soda, one teaspoon chalk, uh, not chalk, oh my god, that would make horrible cookies, one teaspoon salt, one cup of white chocolate chips, one cup of dark chocolate chips, two cups of bacon bits, real bacon only, no bacos for this recipe, and then they actually tell you how to make a glaze for this. This is an unbelievable recipe. If you look under the bottom and you've ever had chocolate-covered bacon... People say the cookies taste like chocolate-covered bacon stuffed into side a cookie. Now, this this immediately trips all my triggers, Amber. Are you uh, down on this? If I make these, would you try them? No? You wouldn't try any bacon cover or bacon uh, chocolate chip cookies? Nothing? All right. So moving right along to the next little thing that we got for you here. <laughs> the next little thing that we got for you here is German Christmas cookies. Yes, the Springerl. Or the Springrill. I, I, I mispronounce it all the time. But they are incredibly uh, delicately decorated Bavarian Christmas cookies that have a slight bit of nutmeg flavor to them. I love these things. Uh, my parents growing up, uh, what we would actually do was do walnut crescents for my dad's side of the family. They're my dad's favorite cook- cookies. And that reminds me a little bit of the taste of the spring oil. But... Um, 
I think it's because of the, the, the nut flavor to it, you know, the nutmeg, walnut, I don't know. But in general, the, they're, a dry, <laughs> they're a dry cookie that has a real sweet and uh, tart taste to them. So I really love them, and they're beautifully decorated. Don't you think so, Amber? Amazing. Just amazing. Okay. All right. So these cookies are really, really intricately delicate, or decorated, rather. And the way that they're done is actually kind of interesting. They're either done with a Springer roll, uh, rolling pin or a pinnacus, if you really want to get down to it. Uh, so the pin is rolled across with a uh, inlet or a uh, debossed version of a design on it so that it makes embossed cookies. And then you also have another version that actually has cookie cutters with the same kind of uh, different patterns that are in there. So there's the two uh, there's the two turtle doves. There's all kinds of different stuff that's in there. A lot of them are actually uh, very religiously uh, oriented, so it's a uh, kind of an interesting uh, mix. Uh, but hey, this is Christmas after all, so the moving right along to the next little thing that we got for you in the food and caffeinated bits. One of my favorite ways to actually make a good espresso is with a humble brilliance of the Italy's mocha pot coffee. This is from over at uh, Atlas Obscura, specifically their subsection Gastro Obscura. Uh, now this is a whole history of the mocha pot, which was a... Uh, piece of modern art, uh, if you really want to think about it. So it's taking the idea of an espresso machine and you condense it down to its simplest parts and pieces, and it is a mid-century modern design of a stovetop coffee maker that is capable through... um, through wonders of physics and whatnot to actually produce a really beautiful coffee with a lovely crema across the top. Now, this is one of the few types of coffee pots that I don't actually own. I have the uh, espresso machine. I have uh, multiple different French presses. I have uh, multiple regular coffee machines. I have a couple of the different pour-over funnels. And I even have a Turkish or Greek coffee, a briki. Uh, but I do not have a mocha pot, and I think I might need to add to it. Amber, do you think Mom's going to let me buy another coffee cup? No. No no more coffee pots? No. Do you think nine is enough? No. No? Okay, all right. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> all right. So uh, next little thing that we got for you here uh, up on the uh, wonderful thing, another German tradition that I lovingly uh, resurrected in our family is uh, Glühwein. Uh, this is a mold red wine um with a shot of rum in it. It is unbelievable. I had it from uh, when I was working in the architecture department. There was one of the professors who made this every year at her uh, Christmas party, and I absolutely loved it. So I asked her how she did it. She told me. She gave me the recipe. And the the funny thing is the stuff that goes into it. You can buy Glühwein at your uh, local uh, – well, if you're in Pennsylvania. All of our liquor is sold at state stores. But uh, if you wherever you buy liquor, you can usually find some rather inexpensive red wine for mulling wine. And then and you can put in oranges, uh, cinnamon sticks, uh, cloves, and uh, apple slices. And then from there, you put in the shot or two of rum. You simmer it. You don't boil it. And then you serve it warm. So it's a hot toddy. 
So it's uh, one of those wonderful little Christmas traditions that really warms the heart and soul. So it's one of my favorite parts of Christmas, and I decided to pass it along to everybody else out there. Uh, this is a recipe plus a lo- larger uh, history when it comes to uh, some of the things that are uh, represented for Gluevine. But I wanted to just share it with the group. All right, now the next thing that we got for you here is we are finishing up the food and caffeinated bits section. Is there any other holiday traditions that you really look to- forward to, Amber, in terms of food and fun every year? Yeah. What else? Christmas. Just Christmas in general? No. I'm talking like what what kind of food do you really like around Christmas? I like to eat cookies. You like to eat cookies. Okay, so what's your favorite kind of Christmas cookie? The sugar ones. The sugar ones, okay. Yeah. All right, so that that sounds pretty good. Do you think we're going to make them this year? Yeah. Okay, so hopefully we will. What did we end up making this week that was in the cookie variety? Gingerbread houses. Gingerbread houses? I think we made something more than just gingerbread houses. Didn't we make a gingerbread village? It was a gingerbread village. Village, but um, what we actually did was we just had it as a family, and the fifth one, we just ate it. And uh, while we were making the gingerbread uh, village, and we kept looking at the fifth cookies uh, that were all lined up there, uh, the gingerbread houses, the kits are not really built for stability, so ours kept falling over, and uh, I'm pretty sure I threatened to eat mine at least four or five times. But that's okay. So that was what we... And when he actually made it and it was done, he actually just ate it. Yeah, it's already gone. I ate the roof tonight. Why? (laughs) Because I was hungry and it looked tasty. No, it doesn't. All right. Now, that about wraps it up for the food and caffeinated bits section. We are going to move on to the Geek Cruft section here at the Caffeination Podcast. What have you done geeky this week, Amber? I don't know. You haven't done anything geeky? What do you want to talk about that's geeky this week? I want to talk about one YouTuber and one book. Okay, so what's the YouTuber's name? Um, Karina? Karina Garcia. Next Level DIY Slime. Okay, so do you know what DIY means? Yes. What does it mean? Um, it means fast. Nope, it means do it yourself. It stands for each one of the different letters. Okay, so what is your favorite slime in this book? So Karina Garcia's do it yourself slime. She is a YouTuber. I did not know this. <laughs> Well, yeah, because I've seen her make slime. She made soda slime, a lot of slimes. So, so my favorite one in this is disco ball slime. Okay. So what makes disco ball slime disco ball? I just want to tell you what she said. Hear this, ready? This spin on slushy slime looks like a super crunchy, crushed up disco ball. And who doesn't want a little more sparkle in their life? So is that basically why you like this book? Uh, you like the fact that the uh, girl who's writing it is uh, 
is talking to you on your level and you're sitting there going, you know, <laughs> who wants a little bit more sparkle in your life? Yeah. Okay. So you know about LOL dolls. I mean, L- yeah. And you know about a um Pollyanna. Yes. So, I have Pollyanna going on. Okay. At my cheerleading place. And I can't tell you who I got. Okay, why can't you tell me who you got? Because it's Secret Santa. Okay, and you're excited for the Secret Santa? Yeah. Okay, so we have a lot of Secret Santa stuff going on this week. We're going to be heading to Five Below and doing a whole bunch of shopping for our Secret Santas. I think we're in four different Pollyannas. <laughs> You're in cheerleading. We're doing one for the, the Christmas party that we're heading to. And then we have one for each side of our uh, other family. So it's uh, going to be a fun time for uh, some it's Secret Santas. It's kind Santa. of like a going everywhere for presents. Okay. All right. So we're going to move right along. Now, Amber, have you ever really wanted to remember something in school but you just couldn't? No, so you've always remembered everything you ever needed to? Yes. Well, that's really good to hear, and I'm very happy that you're that you're hearing that. Because uh, apparently, if you really want to remember something, the easiest thing in the world for you to do is actually draw it. So I know this personally from uh, my wonderful uh, attempt to do sketchnoting, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. But uh, sketchnoting is actually the idea of making notes instead of just taking notes. So you draw along with who's ever presenting, and it actually allows your brain to work in a slightly different way so that you can um, listen and hear things, and you're basically making a different connection internally all the way upstairs. So it's kind of cool to hear it that way. But the uh, interesting thing is that the University of Waterloo actually did a study on this, and they said basically uh, the more you draw, the better you will remember anything. And in fact, the better you remember things on the level is as if you were working with somebody significantly younger. So if a 50-year-old is drawing things, they would end up remembering something like they would remember when they were 30. But it works no matter who you are. So do you think you're going to try drawing some notes in school now? No. No? Oh, come on. All right. So the next little thing that we got for you here is uh, talking about the sketchnotearmy.com. Uh, I love going here just for general ideas. And you ha- the thing that you have to keep in mind when you're talking about sketchnoting or when you're talking about actually trying to draw to remember some of the things is that you really need to kind of put aside the idea that, hey, uh, the only thing I'm here for is to make beautiful art. You're not here for art. You're here for ideas. And they actually have a uh, a button that they have over there called Ideas, Not Art. So it doesn't matter how pretty or wonderful or phenomenal anything that you draw is. What matters is did you get the ideas down on paper? And some of them are really, really unbelievable. So you look at this one up up here, Amber. And you see that this, the woman actually drew, drew uh, the Creative Mornings podcast. And uh, they have some really cool stuff that's out there. All right. Now, one of my biggest uh, biggest problems in the world that I have is that I have a tendency to hoard things. I have a tendency to collect things. Everything from uh, notebooks to tools to just in, in general stuff that's laying around. And drawings. And drawings. So I have every uh, drawing that I've done over the past couple years 
all listed in a uh, in different books, so it's kind of fun to, to to go back and look at them. But one of the favorite my favorite companies to work with is actually Moleskin. I love their regular journals. They're wonderful for drawing on. They're wonderful for taking notes in. And uh, I've branched out in the past couple years to Field Notes and Baron Fig and a couple of the other ones, and Leuchtturm. Uh, 1917 specifically. The I don't think there's other Leuchtrums, but uh, I I love the Leuchtturm 1917s. Those are those are my by far my favorite journals. However, when it comes to getting journals that are specific to your, um, <laughs> when it comes to getting journals that are specific from some of the things, the first thing that we have here is Moleskins actually putting out a Harry Potter edition here at the here for their stuff. So what do you think about this one? I want it. You want it. All right, so which one do you want? Do you want the uh, the Marauder's Map version or the uh, Wingardium Leviosa? Leviosa. <laughs> All right, now the next little thing that we have for you here is again... Barbie! Yes, Barbie actually has her own set of moleskin notebooks. There's five different versions of them. Uh, they're They're relatively uh, interesting to see, but uh, it's kind of fun. They have bright pink all over them, and uh, they're absolutely awesome. Alright, now the next one is one that I desperately want. Again, it's moleskin.com, and it's actually the... uh, It's actually the uh, Transformers. They have both Megatron and uh, Optimus Prime. It's a beautiful edition that's from the initial G1 edition over there. Lastly, but most certainly not least, they have both the Pokemon editions and the Super Mario editions. Basically, there are far too many editions out there, and there is far too little money in my bank account, so I don't know what to do. (laughs) The next uh, thing that we wanted to talk to you about The next little thing that we're going to talk to you about here today is Barbie and her burgeoning set of careers in the STEM fields. So she, uh, you, you have more than a couple Barbies. Am I correct there, Amber? Yes, you are. (laughs) And would I say that, would I be remiss in saying that you are uh, a fan of Barbie? Well, I used to be a very big fan, but I'm not that big a fan anymore. I just like her styles and I like everything about her okay so you do still like her all right so not as much okay so the cool thing is barbie has had more than a couple little careers over the years right in fact she's had uh jobs thousands she's had thousands of careers over the years and uh, it's kind of interesting when you see some of the stuff that she's done throughout her life so she's been a game designer she's been an entrepreneur She's been a robotics engineer, and a Mars explorer, a computer engineer, and an architect. The only thing I say is that the architect's costume needs more black in it. I mean, architects traditionally wear a lot more black than Barbie does in their, in their particular uh, uh, ensemble. But they were saying that the career of the year 
is uh, the robotics engineer that we already talked about. So every one of the different Barbies that come out are actually going to come with a tiny little robot. So I thought that this was pretty fun. Uh, it's also not that expensive. So if you are still looking for a gift for a uh, young girl, I think that the thirteen ninety nine price tag is probably not that bad of uh, a stretch for most people, but still. All right, that about wraps it up here today for the Caffeination Podcast. I'd like to thank everybody for... Uh, <laughs> Coming along. And come to check out us. All right. You, you want to try that again? Yes. Go ahead. I, I accidentally played music over top of you. And for looking at us and, yeah. Okay. So thank you very much for coming out and stay caffeinated, people. Sing